0: Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the 5-Day Vendor Master File Cleanup. Do you trust the data in your Vendor Master File? Well, if you have less than 5,000 active vendor records and need to prepare for a vendor self-registration portal or for 1099 and 1042 IRS annual forms distribution, you are in luck. We have vendor validations, including watch list screening, duplicate vendor review, vendor inactivation recommendations, and more. Go to DebraRRichardson.com, that's D-E-B-R-A-R-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N.com slash consulting, or email me at Debra, D-E-B-R-A, at Deborah rrichardson.com for a quote today. So Giving Tuesday will be here before you know it. It's the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, December 3rd. So what do you need to know to research and validate charitable organizations so you don't send crooks your company's intended tax-deductible contribution that is supposed to help those in need? Keep listening. Welcome to episode 56, Charity Fraud, Don't Send Crooks Money on Giving Tuesday. Charity Fraud Awareness Week this year was October 21st through October 25th and if you didn't have a chance to follow it um, during that week, you can always check out hashtag Charity Fraud Out on social media to make sure you didn't miss any valuable tips. But also, I want you to listen because I do have educational and validation resources for charitable organizations. So you don't send crooks your company's intended tax deductible contribution that is supposed to help those in need. So we'll start first with the Charity Fraud Education and Activity Resources, and I have three, and here is where you can go to make yourself aware of the same things that you would have learned with Charity Fraud Awareness, but going into a deeper dive, and also um, you can learn about some scam alerts as well. We'll start with the first one. The first one is the Fraud Advisory Panel. Now this panel um, is actually responsible for Charity Fraud Week. Um, it's been in existence since 1998 and is itself a charitable contribution uh, or a charitable company that was established in the UK. It's a group of volunteer members that are governed by a board of trustees and they work together on a mission to give it Advice, education, collaboration, and research focusing on those that are affected by fraud. In 2016, they had their first charity fraud conference and their first charity fraud awareness week. Now since 2018, the charity fraud awareness week went international and that's actually when I found out about them. I did my first blog post about them last year in 2018 and I'll put a link to it in the podcast. But that's when I found out about them. So for me, I've been celebrating Charity Fraud Awareness Week for two years now. So if you're looking for advice, education, collaboration, and this is not just for those looking to um, uh, companies that want to donate to these charitable organizations. Um, It's also for the charitable organizations themselves to check out how to avoid fraud within their organization, and that includes internal fraud as well. The second one is the Federal Trade Commission, and the FTC provides information to educate the consumer as well as businesses on how to avoid falling for phishing and other fraud schemes. And this includes charity fraud. They do have a report on new scam alerts, um, and it's listed on their website. And since September 11th, they have reported six new scam alerts, including the one following the devastation of Hurricane Dorian back in September. And as you know, we've had Last year, it was the same thing. I think it was Hurricane Michael. So we have, again this year, Hurricane Dorian. Um, that can affect Giving Tuesday if, if um, those crooks or cyber criminals want to take advantage of it. And then, of course, um, we do have those California wildfires going on. So I'm sure we are going to see some new alerts pop up related to those as well. Now the third one is the Internal Revenue Service, or the IRS, and just like last year and in collaboration with the Fraud Advisory Panel, the IRS created the Charity Fraud Awareness Hub. It contains help sheets, case studies, and webinars to help prevent and detect and respond to frauds committed against charities. Now, m- many of the resources are aimed at helping charitable organizations. However, the information that it contains is applicable to the givers as well. Now, you'll need to register, and just because it's no longer Charity Fraud Awareness Week, you can still uh, register and get access to all uh, all of that information. And for all three of those, the Fraud Advisory Panel, the Federal Trade Commission, and the Internal Revenue Service, I will leave links to those in the show notes. All right, so now that we have some information or three resources for education um, and activity resources, now let's look at charitable organization research and verification resources. So if you are a accounts payable team member or leader and you have received vendor setup documentation for a charitable organization for the purpose of a tax deductible or some type of a donation these are the resources that you can use in addition to the normal validations to verify that charitable organization and we'll talk about each and what they provide now I do have five and the first one is actually also um, the Internal Revenue Service of the IRS. And I also had that down as a education and activity resource. But the IRS has a tool called the Tax Exempt Organization Tool. And that is formally known as Select Check. So those of you that have been around like me for a while, you remember their SELECT check. Well, Here you will need the tax ID number and the legal name, and once you search the IRS database, you will not only confirm whether the contributions that your company is pledging are tax deductible, but you'll also confirm that the charitable organization is real. Now, I wouldn't replace this with the IRS 10 match system that you're already doing on the W-9 that you hopefully collected from the charitable organization. Um, Use it in combination with that before you set the vendor up in the accounting system and ERP. And just know that if you do use a tool like 10check.com, then that tool will do both. In addition to validating the legal name and tax ID combination against IRS records, it will also check and show you in the results if that charitable organization um, has a match on the tax exempt organizations tool. Now, if you want more information on how to utilize that tool, I did have a podcast from um, last year, episode three, because it was my first year. So episode three, Fake Charities, How to Protect Your Vendor Master File from Fraud. I did include a detailed instruction of how to use that IRS tax exempt organizations tool. So, the next one, number two, is the Better Business Bureau. So, the Better Business Bureau has set up a separate site, give.org, where you can search your charity. Searching the charitable organization's legal name against the Better Business Bureau's database provides a report that covers the activities of the charity. It also indicates whether the charity is accredited by the better business bureau now the report covers things like governance measuring effectiveness finances fundraising and other information Um, and so it's a full report that you can print or download or you can even share it so it's all that public information Now the report also includes complaints that are processed by the Better Business Bureau in the last 36 months. And as an example, I mean, I don't know what these complaints are, but I put in the Red Cross for the Washington DC location and it's saying that there were four complaints. There were uh, two of them were telemarketing, One of them was mailing list removal and one of them is program services. So I don't know anything about complaints in the Better Business Bureau, but if in research you feel this is something that your leadership should be aware of, I would bring this to their attention in case that affects their um, willingness to donate. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention about the American Red Cross is that they are accredited by the Better Business Bureau. All right, so the next one is the Charity Navigator. Now, this organization's purpose is to allow consumers and businesses to give smarter. So you wanna search by the legal name. They also give you the option to search by the tax identification number to find their current and historical financial and then also the accountability and transparency ratings as well as an overall score and rating. You can also find um, their IRS Form 990s on this site as well. What's interesting about this site, if I search for the American Red Cross again, is that it'll tell you, based on year, the number of volunteers they have, the number of disaster responses um, they, uh, they've they ha- uh, responded to, and then the number of services that are provided to military members, veterans, and civilians. So I don't know how important that is to, you know, setting up a vendor and making sure they're a real vendor. But one of the other things you can definitely use is if you find a valid charitable organization on the list, the report will provide the valid EIN so you can compare that to the W-9 that you collected. All right, the next one, number four, is Charity Watch. Now, Charity Watch is an independent charity watchdog, and search this site with the legal name, and you will see their Charity Watch grade, as well as the amount that they spend on programs relative to overhead and also the dollar amount that it costs to raise $100 of contributions. So again, using the American Red Cross as an example, um, they spend 89% of their dollars on programs relative to overhead and it costs $31 to raise $100 of contributions. And again, I don't know anything about whether that's good or bad, or um, even about their charity watch grade and what goes into that, um, integrating the uh, charitable organizations. But just like the other ones, it may contain, the report may contain um, some information that might be useful to leadership. Um, Now, it also rates the charities and provides their total expenses as part of a governance and transparency section, in addition to providing salaries, analyst notes, and articles and alerts. So the last one, um, so I started this with federal at the IRS level, and then I went to Three different um, separate organizations that actually provided a little more information than the IRS did Um, they provide they have their own scorings they have their own ratings and they provide in some cases the IRS form 990s but they've collected information on these charities that may be good for research now the last one I started with federal I'm going to end with the state so the last one um, number five is you can check with your state because most states require charitable organizations to register in order to ask for donations now the site lists the contact information for the Attorney General for each state and you can click your state and follow the instructions to determine whether that charitable organization is registered with the state so again both the federal and the state, you get minimal information, but those three organizations, um, the Better Business Bureau, the Charity Navigator, and the Charity Watch will have additional information that they've either collected from other sources, or um, they also have their internal rating systems. So I hope that was some value to you, giving you some um, resources for educating yourself and your staff, uh, and also doing some verification so that uh, the, your companies Tax deductible contributions actually get to a charity that can help those in need. If you have any other tools that you use to avoid sending those contributions to crooks, please comment on the platform that you're listening to this podcast on. And by the way, I'm on them all, I'm also on um, YouTube as well. So thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 56th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.